0: Hello and welcome to Mother Funk. We are Shirley and Shirley. Hello, Mother Funkers. So good to be back, isn't it, Shirley? Oh, I look forward to these moments. I do.
1: It has now become a highlight of my um, week. Oh that's that, great to know. It is. It is. You know, you can get lonely. It's starting to get a bit lonely. Um, is it? Yeah, it is. It is. Is, is, you, is I, your
0: threesome beginning to tire? Don't tell me.
1: I, I, I sort of, you know, I'm, I'm ready for some company. Oh,
0: yeah, I'm ready. We're all ready, please. <laughs> I'm really, we really, really, really ready for
1: some company. Ready. I've started being very animated on the streets now to by, you know. Okay. And, uh, you know, sort of widening my eyes and giving big waves. I don't know them. They don't know me. They seem to walk past. Maybe they're not. That's very sweet. How's your son? Any new words this week from him? New words. Well, the thing is he's a bit of a Paris at the moment, so he's just repeating everything we say. But this morning was quite cute. He said, Do We you know, I just went, hey gorgeous. Um, and gorgeous is far from the truth because I've given him a 1970s fringe. I should never have done it. And now he looks like all those pictures I have, those sepia photos, just the two of, of my childhood, where I've based all my memories round, where there's just a big bushel and that really short fringe. So regrets I have a few. Um, but I say hey gorgeous because I don't want to give him a complex. Um and he just went back hey, gorgeous. And I said, oh, wow and then he just went to his other mama. Hey, gorgeous. And just said it all morning. It was very, sweet. very sweet. He has That's no very idea very what it sweet. means. How
0: about yours? Any words? No, no words yet. I've been quite naggy actually. I was quite naggy yesterday. And then um, just before bed, my husband told me about a story that was in the press last year about a woman being arrested for nagging. <laughs> it was in the Daily Mail and he said a woman was actually arrested and uh, dragged to court for nagging. Oh, stop
1: up. it. And no, it's true. It's Who arrested a her? Was it a citizen's her arrest? Her husband. Her, no, so it was, yes, it was her was
0: husband performed a complained. citizen's arrest. He complained, and apparently she'd been nagging for a long time, and it was uh, <laughs> very controlling. No, I was only nagging because I was doing the laundry all day yesterday. I was doing the cooking all day, well, all day, every day, and it just got too much for me. But I've got over it today, and we're now, we're, we've now made up.
1: But, but it's hard, I you know. I think it's, you're, it's you're easy. You, can, you you. can You've deserved, you've earned your nag. Thanks. That's the thing. That's what, no, but I really object to this. If a woman, so what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to be silenced? Because if we speak up, we're na- we are nag. and I know. But, but you, it's not actually cool. Actually, there was a, another podcast who spoke about this and it was a, our good friend, Jen Brister was on it. Oh, I wish I can remember whose podcast it was. My mind's gone blank. But they spoke exactly about this. It's just, it's not fair and it's not right. No, it's not fair. So The you know, labelling. You, no, no, you can't label a woman nagging because she's doing everything 24-7. She might ask for a bit of help. Oh, you nagger. And that's, that's nag- always been... Nag- the nag- problem nag-nagger. is That's
0: all she does. Her indoors. Her er, indoors.
1: And that's always been your gripe. You never, ever wanted to be a naggy wife. F-O. No, and that's why I've amended it and, today. And that's why you have silenced fine. yourself and you just I've go silenced away with myself. I've got to go and fish the water tea i I've got to go and cook
0: some meal. I'm old. Third tea, lime, washing today. Lime, no color roots, no color roots, just white and some black. Fish the water. <laughs> Wait, today we are very excited um, about the fact that Shelley and I will be answering some questions. That's right. It's a Q&A, isn't it, Shirley? It is. People got back. Motherfunk at Shirley.com. It actually works. So it's very exciting. Um, so we will be reading out some of the questions. Shelley, do you want to start or shall I? Um, well, maybe, maybe you can start. Okay. The first one here says, um, did you like each other as soon as you met or was there some circling first query? Well, just to give you a bit of history, Shirley and myself both went to the same school and Shirley was my prefect. She is three years older than me, although she looks much younger these days, don't you, Shirley? Well, so the, so the people say we put it to the
1: vote every time we do a live know, show. And, they, and they say, you have the audacity to say, which one do you think looks older?
0: And they always point Wouldn't at you. to have a bit of bunce with the audience. But no, so there we are. So Shirley, myself, I went to the same school and she was my prefect. Now, what first impressions, Shirley, what did you think when we first right, well, met? Well, the thing is, I was always one of those, you know, it's not cool to go and
1: sort of befriend anyone in a year below you when you're 13 years old at school. But I used to love going down and checking out the first years. That sounds ominous, I know. Checking out the first years. But um, I, I remember you so clearly because you stood out at least four foot from all the other pupils. You were so tall and you were so thin and you had so much metal in your mouth. You had braces, do you yeah, remember? You had a big mouth. And you had massive lips. and just, You also was... had
0: big lips, <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yours haven't deflated somewhat. Motherhood has still left yours quite big, I have to say.
1: <laughs> but that, that's what, yes. that was my sort of lasting memory of you. I thought, wow, she's, she's, there's a lot of leg there and there's a lot of metal, perhaps too much. But I knew you'd Perhaps, bloom, Shirley, I knew you'd bloom into the
0: elegantly physically or emotionally swan. Oh you physically. are okay. today. Thank you. I mean, to be honest, did I always like you? Yes, I did. Thing is, Shirley at school looked like Annika Rice. She was super fun. She had big lips, a big blonde mane. And I thought, yeah, this is really fun. Compared to the other prefects we'd had prior, I thought, yes, this one's up for a laugh. And but actually, I- what I remember was the summer of our first year or maybe second year when we used to just smoke Marlboro Lights in your mother's Rover. Do you remember that?
1: Yes, I remember. It's just cruising. Yes. Gosh, smoking, street. He eh?
0: does that now. He does Who that. Who does that? And but you had 10. so many. I know, you no. had a pack of 20. I know, and I, I often had two that. packs
1: of 20, actually.
0: Yeah. You were such, you were such an Arabian night. You reminded me of one of your aunties in Jordan. You had so many packets and sometimes you'd have the big um, duty-free in the backseat. Oh, I thought, wow, that is wow, so wow, she's cool. That is wow, a proper she's Arab. Cool. And she's got a of-
1: <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like, that's why I remember. A proper Arab Boys in the duty-free bag with just an old perfume that you don't really have any intention on using. It's just there in case. Maybe yeah, just to conceal exactly. the uh, the smell of smoke. Exactly. Oh, is that your last thing? Well, yeah, I remember me? the Bloody summer hell. the summer
0: holidays of school. And you're right; it was a bit weird for someone who was three years three school years old just to be hanging out. So actually, I felt quite privileged. Spelt the correct way. Do
1: you know what I remember? Actually, now that
0: we think of it, you used to come and see me. I got a job in
1: the Ogin in Leicester yeah. Square because I thought that that would. I thought that. I'd get spotted. I don't know. It was really I weird. remember I your thought after.
0: process and I think I agreed at the time. And I chose the one that has
1: all the premieres and I said, well, when if I'm working on a premiere, I don't know what made me think that anyone would be interested in the uniform they give you. Those starchy nylon trousers that just look like I work in a corner I shop. I know the ones. And those horrible Clark shoes and then that tight collar, that black shirt and scraped back hair. I got sacked because I got caught um, eating
0: jalapenos on the, on the camera. Yeah. No, I remember mm- more than once. But you used to come and see me there with your then boyfriend. I with my then boyfriend. I used to make my little trip up to the West End. No, I do. I have very fun memories. And then we worked together in the uh, cafe in Blackheath. You were on the cheese counter. I was on bins. I mean, you know. And then we used to get drunk across the road in O'Neill's. And then we'd roll around in the bins in O'Neill's. I mean, listen, those were the days. <laughs> bins bins did feature a lot. uh, in, in, in our early courtship. Yeah, it was fun. I mean it really if you think about it. And then when we discovered we had the
1: same birthday, we went through literally fell back into the bins and said, Well we should do our parties together and we have we've done our parties every single year since then,
0: until your thirtieth. you say until my thirtieth the thirtieth we were at latitude together. I woke up in a tent full of woodlouse, had to queue for a poo for three hours. That is not my idea of a good time. And you <laughs> and were very much with me at the time your boyfriend at the time, which is very different to the one at the Odeon, <laughs> vomited outside the, your tent, oh, didn't it he? it was a really dark day. That was You were so unhappy. There was so unhappy. There were so many of us. There were a whole tribe of us that went up to Latitude to perform. And, uh, yeah, it was absolutely pissing down with rain. And the night before, oh, we'd been kept te- It was a terrible time. Terrible, terrible time. Oh, I know. So,
1: yeah, we had to... Ter- We've yeah, always had but, our birthdays oh, together,
0: love, I'm afraid. We have.
1: Okay, um... Marnie from Dulwich sure. wants to know if our sons get
0: along. Oh, that's sweet. Um, I'd say they do. I mean, it's difficult because yours is very sweet, animated. He communicates. Mine's just got a constant sort of resting bitch face, like like his mother, like his mother, <laughs> and um, you know, just just blanks his friends. But he seemed very excited last time when they were on FaceTime together. He was um, calling for him. He did. Yeah. He was blowing kisses, which is,
1: I think, is a a definite sort of progression from from the um, sort of. Hand in the face, yes. which before we went into lockdown, I mean, my son, just for the record, is obsessed with um Shirley's son and follows him everywhere. And we've got pictures of him up and uh, up on the wall here, and he just says his name over and over again. And sometimes when um when I'm breastfeeding, though, when I'm giving him the bottle at I night do. and his I eyes do. are closed and he's suckling, he he just pulls his bottle out, opens his eyes, looks at me, says your son's name, closes his eyes, takes the bottle back and continues. That is really to that is to sweet. Really sweet. And I and it's so sad And, and he still remembers him he, Even though we haven't, he hasn't seen
0: him for so long now Which is really, really sad But um, he still remembers Hopefully they'll be mates It's very difficult though, isn't it? I mean, think about it When you're pushed together from a very young age It's unlikely that you will stay together as mates' mates But at the same time You know, hopefully they will be special in each other's lives If not, you know necessarily be They might have
1: their own d- double act, you know, call themselves Dave and Dave. Dave and Dave indeed. Or they might bond over the fact that they're so embarrassed that their two old hags of mums are still trying it on the old circuit, you know. I know. Or they might be really proud. I don't know. But day by day at the you moment, you don't know what you're going you to get, do you? And I say, do you remember someone used to say, all right, gorgeous, on the step? You don't say that no you more. don't say that no more. <laughs> mum.
0: Okay, another question, Mr. and Mrs how does making a podcast compare to doing your live shows easier or harder hmm very good question in a way it's easier although I'm sat here in a sort of uh, crouching tiger hidden dragon position on the bed with various bits of equipment electronics coming from various organs but um it's easier in that way in that we can just get up and go but I guess it's harder in that I I, it's it's difficult because
1: we put so much work into our live shows and it's quite the production the venue's really great and everything you really feel as though you, you, you're quite um, you're quite sure that you're putting on a really really good show because it's been tried and tested, and you know. Whereas these are these these are more improvised and off the cuff, and um,
0: can go horribly wrong. But it's also it's really lovely actually, as you said at the beginning. It's nice to have a reason to uh, come together in in lockdown times, especially. But also it keeps it current. It, I feel that it's authentic, which is nice, which is something you know very different from before. So yeah, there are definite pros and cons. And it's lovely because you can once you, once, you, once you've figured
1: out how to work the equipment. Shirley, I know, Shirley. No tick, names, though. I'd no say names. tick. Um, no tick for now. Tick for now. Let's see how long it's. You can just get up and go exactly and have a chat and
0: and yeah, and you can only hope that people will listen and come back for more. And you've got to sense yourself on the job, which is quite difficult, but also it's a must. It's a long time coming. So there we are.
1: Okay, next question. I don't know whether what, what spirit this was meant in. Okay, and um, this is from um, Catherine in Hendon. Sure. I'm not a mother. Why should I continue listening to Mother Funk? Over to you, absolutely. Shirley. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: I I hope that we know why. Why should I? I, continue? I heard the question, Mavis. I was about to answer. I hope that we are inclusive. In that this is a parenting podcast for people who are parents and for those who are not parents, i.e., hopefully, we'll- no. So it's a, it's a par- no, no, sorry. no. It's a parenting.
1: No, it's a parenting podcast where we don't talk about children at all. Uh, uh, and also, uh, I
0: think it's something you know. It's yeah. one of it's brilliant that you have them. but Also, brilliant if you don't. I have to say, if you don't, if you don't have children, I'd say enjoy your fannies, enjoy your freedom. Enjoy everything you can. We used to, didn't we, Shirley? We definitely used to. And hopefully we highlight... I mean, we, all we do is harp on about the glory days of rolling around in bins and being alcoholics. You don't talk about our <laughs> tired faces now. So hopefully that's a reason not to have them, Catherine from Hendon. Hey, No, I think you've got that covered. I think you've got that covered. Very good question. This one's uh, Nat from Tooting. She wants to know, what's sex like postpartum? Sex like postpartum. I was quite shocked when I heard that. Cause I thought, oh, gosh. Okay. Um... I'll go first, just quickly. I'll give you a couple of minutes to have a think. But I don't know if any of our listeners have watched Unorthodox, that particular scene where um, they're doing it for the first time. Um, that's very much how it was for me. Because um, I think, and apparently it's very normal, but when you're stitched up, apparently the midwife or the doctor puts in an extra couple of stitches. So it was very painful. and um, I did have my knuckles in my mouth, but I went for it. So there we are. That, that's how it was for me. I was, you know, I don't know, whatever, when I was sort of healed... I went for it as quickly as possible, just to make sure it all still worked down there. All my compartments were in the right bit. How about you, Shirley? Um, yes, I, I had
1: to wait because I don't think, as, as I said before, I couldn't walk for the first two um, years, months, <laughs> two years. I think I got, I think I got very, very drunk, and then I thought, yes, and I and I felt a, a bit brave, and and I'd heard from someone who. Said that if you don't do it within the first twelve months, then it's not going to happen. Yes, I heard that. I <laughs> and heard so I that. Thought, And I thought, I, I don't want to mention any names, actually, but I thought, oh gosh, who can leave? Who leaves it for twelve months? But I can see how easily yeah. it's done when you're a bit nervous of your bits. And I thought, okay, as long as I do it within the year, then I'm okay. And I did it. I did it within the year, well within the year. And so I, so I felt very proud of myself. And I think it was, I think it was
0: okay. I was drunk. That's. I don't really recall. As long as you're pushing out, I think it's absolutely fine. You know what I mean. You're so 1950s like that. You've got to put out. Don't
1: nag. Do the
0: <laughs> work, Put the nails on the table. Look after the <laughs> I'm boy. Not. I'm not. But I just know, you're, you're so no, no, 1950s. No. You do, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk, listen, I'm going to bring yeah. it back to normal people and I'll bring it back to consent. They mentioned it on Women's Hour yesterday or this morning, whenever it was. But I do think it's one of these things that is better for both parties because it's really hard in the first couple of months, as we both know, as everyone who's had a baby will know. And I think sometimes it's just very nice to be able to have a physical contact, even if it's a tweak of the nipple that brings you together and you don't have to have a conversation. That's why I did it. Not because I've got to put a hat because otherwise it's just going to go, you know, shuffling off after our babysitter or something. I didn't think that i just thought listen for me and for him it's really important to bring it together and just do something that isn't hasn't got anything to do with our son although that's how he was created but anyway Moving on. I and,
1: and, and, and also that's part of you know, let's move on, but also that's part of the problem in the early days because they're always in the room or always squawking. Oh, I didn't mind that. Anyway, so I that's didn't why, mind that. So I couldn't
0: give a hoot. Did
1: you care about that? Oh, do you oh I very oh, much I couldn't cared. Care. It was like oh, It's like having the Holy Ghost? It's like having the Holy Ghost in the room. Otherwise you never no, do I'm, it.
0: No, 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 I can't ha- I can't have him in the room. I just okay. can't. I think people are in two different categories. I reckon there'll be a lot of listeners out there who agree with me and unless not that I get
1: very, very I drunk. Don't care. Otherwise you just never do it. Okay. Wait, okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I have another question here. This is from Lucy in Lucian. Okay, she says, "How have your tutti fruity backgrounds? Because I remember I did say that. I did say we were tutti fruity. How have your tutti fruity backgrounds
0: influenced the way you raise?" your own children the one thing that springs to mind for me really probably is the obsession with food i mean my mother made sure that she you know homemade food she really relished giving me homemade good food but she also relished sharing the food that i shouldn't have you know with me i was very much like i enjoy sharing magnum ice creams with my son i shouldn't do it but i enjoy it but i also enjoy it when i make him a soup from scratch so that's the main thing for me really shirley i would say food and fear i get it
1: yeah those two things so I make, like you, I make all his food from scratch and I love doing that. And, um, but I will always, um, put far too much garlic sure. in and I will always sneak in some cumin. Um, and he, yeah, he loves, I, I make sort of like tahina pastes for him. He loves that, you know, when there's, cause you don't always get hummus on the shop. Do, oh, these you days. don't. And then um, and they only last for, it only lasts for two days once you open it. So you have to keep, keep a fresh batch going and fear. My mother and, and the I, I could probably speak on behalf of a lot of Arabs, quite hysterical and sort of high octane in terms of their reactions to things. But I remember when I first saw my son choking on food, something very strange happened to my innards. Um my eyes rolled back northbound. Um, my hands went in the air, I collapsed to my knees and I I screamed, but no sound came out. It was like a sort of um it was like a Greek chorus silent movie. And and I was you know and I I think I, I I sort of lost consciousness for a few seconds there, and I remember saying this to someone and I got a real telling off because they said your your son your child should never see that reaction when they're choking because that will make them very anxious. I think it was actually the, the birds over at Crash, the lovely ladies there, and they said that's a very irresponsible reaction to have. And I said I was just I had literally embodied my own mother. She was there in the room. Amazing, it's amazing, and I've really tried to calm that down. So now you know. And he's always doing crazy things now that, are, you know, warrant a reaction. And I just sort of stay in the spot, give a smile. You're okay. You're okay. It's okay. So thank you, those ladies thank at Crush you. I have listened.
0: Uh, I have a question here. Um, mm-hmm. And the question is, what has been the worst live show we've ever done? Live gig. Oh, my God. I know what to choose from. I mean, the one that really springs to mind, I would say, was the fact that we both did that gig in a school, a primary school in Blackheath, and we got frog-marched off the premises because all of our sketches were inappropriate. I think it was down to me, but I'm not sure. Discuss. (laughs) I think
1: it was down to me. I'm not sure. Discuss. Okay, to the listeners at home, Shirley had been in cahoots with a teacher at this school, so she'd been dealing with all the emails and you know, not very tech savvy. She also doesn't like to read an email through from beginning to end because, you know, I can't be bothered. It. It's fun, um, sort of. And had you read at the bottom in, 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 it said in, in sort of, it was highlighted in bold, just said, NB, please note that the audience will be five years and under. So please make sure your material is age appropriate. It was not time to go in with our Coke. I think it's called binge yeah. the sketch where we're um, throwing alcohol down our necks, taking cocaine. Um, I think there's sodomy in that sketch. There's um, fighting. Okay, I right. mean, yeah. it is the yeah. most inappropriate sure. sketch ever. And we performed it and the headmaster just leapt on stage and just said, get Sharon and Sharon, get out. No! I mean, thank goodness he got our names thank wrong. He did. And you tried to correct him. You I was, was furious like, me, that he didn't uh, know what our
0: real <laughs> names were. Our real names, our stage names were. And also, I was I was I remember you and I arguing in the loo's, and the the the, the door to the loo literally came up to my tit. We were arguing over because we were <laughs> we were in we were in these tiny. It was embarrassing. The whole thing was so embarrassing. But
1: then we just had. I mean, we got thrown off stage when we had coke all over. Coke. The world. It was so It was all over. It was a perfect good sketch that went down very well. Yes, and then and then you got your friend, the barrister, to write a letter of complaint yeah, to them because that I hadn't read thing. the small
0: print. But I was also very angry in the fact that we had given up our Friday night. We weren't being paid any money for it, and we got frog marched off by the caretaker in front <laughs> of see, all the parents is... in the rain. We were just stood there arguing like two <laughs> prostitutes in the rain. I couldn't bear it. But yes, that was a bad game. Well, our, our director said,
1: "Get in the car now. You look like a pair of prostitutes." Since <laughs> so we were chain smoking in faux fur, anyhoot. I actually have another memory, but I don't know. I don't know if it tops that one. Do you remember that gig we did in a kebab shop? Yes,
0: I knew you'd mention this. Yes, this is bad.
1: We did it in a kebab shop, and it was for uh, the the audience were primarily, I would say, um, West Indian, African. It was BAME. It was BAME, and it was it it was it was BAME, but mainly Muslim, and, and we performed that sketch. Penny of Hamza, which is a sketch I do uh, about a, an English woman who's obsessed with Arabs. Oh, I love things all. Oh, I love all things arabesque. Ever since I met my, my husband Rashid on the Edgware Road shopping for feta cheese, and do you remember she she wears a belly dancing yeah. outfit? And then mid sketch, all the audience start throwing chicken bones at us. And their food. I remember and, them and, spitting and, and bones just saying, out of their teeth. You're yeah. racist, and you say you and started shouting racist, racist. And We just didn't understand what was going on, and then afterwards, they, you know, we realised that they felt we were being culturally inappropriate, appropriate to a culture. Well, certainly inappropriate, but cultural appropriation. And and they didn't know because I present as a blonde white woman. I know that that's always been the problem. They didn't know that I have Arab heritage, and I was just taking the mickey out of those English women who sort of get obsessed with different cultures. It didn't matter, and so. That was that was a pretty. I would say that was a low light for uh, yeah, me. In our absolutely. Career.
0: And the thing that was quite funny is how you react because I remember sometimes I thought we'd done quite well. I think this is very much the case with a lot of our with a lot of our gigs. But we did that gig up in Glasgow at the Stand, and we came off say very good. We were between Stuart Lee and Keith Herring, and we came off, and we were at a pub afterwards round the corner. So, sorry, Keith. Her- Keith Herring. Richard, Richard Herring. Herring. Oh, you dear. never get
1: his name right. And I didn't. I didn't did, 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 did to
0: his face either. Do you remember? On the night, okay. yes, All right. I know. All right. Every
1: time you say his name, you call him like, Keith. You know <laughs> Keith Herring. So it was a good lineup. It was a good lineup. You know Richard <laughs> Lemon, Richard <laughs> Lemon, and Keith <laughs> Richard
0: Herring, and Stuart Lee. We got there. I got to the pub. We'd done a gig. I was really pleased. I was like yeah, we've done the stand in Glasgow. We performed in front of five hundred to five hundred to a thousand people and um, this guy said uh, are you Shirley and Shelly?" and I said yes and he said would you like a drink and I said yes please and he said right just to let you know that uh, that was the worst show I've ever seen in my life <laughs> I thought you were absolutely shite. I did not understand your vernacular and I did not care for your characters but here have a drink well done and I remember thinking gosh that was a bit bittersweet do you remember that absolutely <laughs> yes, thought you were fucking but you awful. always
1: this is the this is the thing with Shirley and me for the listeners at home. I come off um, stage and I go, That was just awful. That was awful. I didn't hear any laughter. All I hear is a dripping tap and absolute silence. And Shirley goes <sighs> out and she's at the um, uh, Coliseum. Wow. 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 And they're throwing roses and they're shouting, Uncle, we want more. I'm an we optimist. Love you. I'm an optimist, ladies
0: and gents. And I must be a, either a pessimist or a no, realist, no, I like to know no. <laughs> So round off Shirley. What has been your chicken, uh, your winner, winner chicken dinner for this week, please, with your boy? Okay, he loves um, walking
1: across the bins outside. So we just we have four bins. I don't know. They've I, we've always just had two massive recycling bins: your food and your food and garden waste and and your general waste. And he just hops along all four, and then he opens them as he goes back, and one of them's full of his um, shitty nappies, and that, that knocks me out. But we just go back and forth. We can do that for about an hour. He loves it. Okay. That will be my. winner winner chicken dinner for this week how about you for me
0: i found something on facebook called mini music makers they are a couple who um perform nursery song nursery rhymes with their two-year-old or their daughter and they're really good they do every day at 10 a.m you can watch them live or you can catch up in the afternoon and i have to say it kills 25 minutes it's when i can lie semi-supine with the peppermint tea to my right hand side and my son will just love it he'll know all the nursery rhymes and he can clap and i think they're very good but this week I noticed, because they have, uh, you know, over 500 viewers, I noticed that people were actually sending in angry faces and, you know, they didn't enjoy it. I just think, fuck you, you know, don't listen if you don't enjoy it. People are just the worst. <laughs> I got really angry with the people who were putting these angry emojis on. So, yes, they're called mini music makers for anyone who's interested in killing 25 minutes. Your dead duck of the week, Lauren, Your dead duck. Anything that hasn't worked? Gosh, um, that hasn't worked. Oh, you've thrown me there. So much doesn't work. Okay, I'll just start with mine. Mine's tap water. Mine doesn't like tap water. It's terrible. He only drinks sparkling water and coconut milk. Isn't that bad? It sounds... Gosh. I know. He only drinks sparkling water Lord and coconut. It's terrible. I don't know what to do about it. He will drink bath water, though, and he will also drink the pond water, but just not tap out of the tap. That's personal. Yeah. That's,
1: that's personal. Yeah. Terrible. He might not have words, but he's clued he's up. Really he's really clued up. Clued up. Oh, I, I guess the dead duck would have to be the fringe cut. Yeah, there it is. Don't do it, guys. Don't do it. Grow it out, and you know, put it in a ponytail like I was, and then tuck it behind the ears. If you're growing out your son's hair. Oh, I, I saw him on Face
0: um, Time. I thought he looked very sweet. He looked like a little Austrian doll. He looked beautiful, actually. Lovely colouring. Obviously, are you putting um, sun cream on him? or not really. Occasionally. Okay. I thought he looked it. Really, really lovely. Anyway, that's us for this week. We've been motherfunk, haven't we, Shirley? We have, and you've been listening Thank you very much Thank to so Mabel so Productions. For coming back. Um, we shall be back next week see See you soon bye bye you've been listening
1: to mother funk with shirley and shirley otherwise known as joanna Carolan and pascal wilson produced by mabel productions tune in and subscribe wherever you get your
0: podcasts